0: A lot of times people ask me, how did I become aware? How did I finally figure out that I was a narcissist and I was dealing with narcissistic personality disorder? Well, I want to break it down for you and actually walk you through a little bit of my story and hopefully it'll make a little bit sense of how I got to that place because it did just happen overnight. If you guys are new here, I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. That's why we built the company Raw Motivation to help let people know about what narcissism actually is, how it looks in real life compared to just textbook definitions of it. And so as a result, we drop nuggets of truth every single day on all different platforms. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, to try to help people see what's actually happening on a day-to-day basis with narcissists and wake up to the fact that they need to be able to get away from those people and continue to move forward. Now I know it might seem weird because I'm a narcissist saying these things, and part of that goes into my journey, part of that goes into the stuff that I've learned to try to change myself and try to change my behaviors and try to let people know this stuff is real and it destroys a lot of lives out there. If you guys haven't had a chance to be able to follow any of those platforms, just look up Raw Motivations. If you guys want to hear from the wife's perspective, uh, myself and Kayla, my wife, we've actually done a podcast together where we've got a couple episodes out under a podcast called Trauma, Drama, and Life. So check that out. We've also built a community to try to help people heal from the abuse of narcissists. Narcissistic abuse survivors is a big thing. And as a result, we built the NARC app, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community is what it stands for, NARC App. You can just look up narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P.com to be able to get some more information about the the communities that are there to help you heal, grow, and change. The courses, the journaling, the tracking your no contact, the interaction with others for encouragement and support and advice, and the weekly lives that are geared towards helping people grow and change, and the monthly Zoom calls that have coaches and therapists that come from all across the country to help educate you In your growth journey. So I'd love to be able to help you out with that. If you haven't had a chance, we developed and put out recently a journal and it's called From Fantasy to Reality and it's on Amazon. What it has is over a hundred prompts inside it to be able to start getting you to question some of the fantasy that you've been believing or some of the thoughts that you've been having with the narcissistic person that might not be founded on truth. Again, if you want to talk to me one-on-one, we'd love to be able to interact with you and help you along that journey, whether it's breaking the trauma bond and rewiring your mindset or setting up healthy boundaries. You can go to rawmotivations.com, click on -on one-on-ones, we'd love to be able to talk to you there. So diving in, as we're talking about self-aware narcissists and we're getting into how did I actually get to that place? Well, growing up, I always had the idea and I always had the feeling that I was different. I didn't seem to match up with other people around me. You see, I grew up traveling pretty much every single week. My dad was an evangelist. And so he traveled from church to church all across the country, across the United States. And as we did so, I'd always connect with people, disconnect with people, connect with people, disconnect with people. So a lot of times I didn't really have much connection that I developed with people. And as a result, I realized later on in life, I don't connect with people. I don't connect with emotions. And it became sometimes even a joke i like, oh, like he's showing emotions. We should write it down on the calendar because it wasn't something that ever really happened. My emotions weren't really engaged with how I was interacting with people and definitely didn't come into play in terms of like crying or feeling sad and things like that. Well, I started to develop a cycle. And as I was going through high school and then turned into college, I started having a cycle about always being with someone, by always having a girl that I was with. Either of a close friend or dating or whatever it might be, but there was always somebody like in the works. Oftentimes, in those relationships, they would end up, the, the relationship would end up dying off while another one was already starting or had already started before that relation died off. It produced a really, really unhealthy cycle that I started getting into. And as it continued through high school, it continued into college and it started, you know, dating different people, things like that. And I got to the place when we got when I got out of college of almost getting engaged with someone. Got to the place where I was going to get engaged. Didn't happen. Ended up, I was already meeting uh, Kayla at that time, my wife. Uh, we worked together at Chick-fil-A. And we started working together, started hanging out. And that relationship started. Okay. Give you a small story. Okay. When I walked in to Chick-fil-A, I was brand new. And I got brought in as like a manager, all this kind of stuff. And my wife was working there for a good period at that time. She wasn't my wife at that point, obviously. Um, but whenever I got there, she'd been working there for a couple of years. Everybody knew her. So she'd always come in. The guys would give her like a hug, be like, hey, good to see you. That kind of thing. She'd jump into work. And in my mind, I was like, I want to give her a hug. Like, she's kind of cute. Like, why can't we make this happen? But I was like the odd person out because I was like so brand new. Well, when it happened, we got to the place of Chick-fil-A um, Cow Appreciation Day and got to the place where I could be the cow. Well, if I'm the cow, that means the cow gets to hug everybody. So I got to give her a hug when I was the cow, and then we just transitioned after that. Sneaky, right? Well, I thought it was just developing that relationship. Didn't realize as much of the toxicity that was involved. Well, we dated, we got engaged, and I thought that would fix the cycle. I thought that would fix, you know, my cravings for other people or always having that cycle happen of devaluation, idealization, all that kind of stuff, like the ups and downs. I thought it would get fixed. You know, marriage is going to fix it. Well, a year later, the cycle started with an affair and brought in someone else into the house and had that affair with another person. And that went on for a period of time. About a year after that, I ended up confessing it. Both me and the other person confessed it and actually brought it to our pastor at the time that was at the church. And the ironic thing of that is even though we confessed it and brought it up to them, they were, they were like trying to kick me out. They were trying to be like, you can't do this. You're not supposed to do this. And I wasn't even involved like in the church. I was just going to church there. But they were trying to be really aggressive about different things that was going on. And I was like, I confessed it. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to fix it. But I didn't really have the tools to understand what was going on. If anything, it kind of pushed me more away from different aspects of church because I was like, these people say they want to help. But when I confess it and bring it to them, all I do is get persecuted. And so it kind of pushed me away. Well, over the years, we started moving around. There was many other things that happened in life. I ended up getting involved in four other affairs, got involved in those, and got to the place finally where I brought those to light and confessed them. And part of the reason why is I started learning some about what I was going through. I started learning about what I actually was, and narcissism, and the poor choices that I make. None of that is justified by narcissism. Sometimes people get confused. I'm just trying to tell my story. okay? So how it started happening with narcissism is the idea of like I started learning about personality types. I got involved with teams and things like that in my workplace where I was developing teams. I was working on different teams. And as a result, I had to learn about different personalities of how to make the teams mesh and work together. Otherwise, if I just walked in and was like, no, we're doing it this way, I'd piss off people and we wouldn't get stuff done. So I had to start learning personality types, DISC, Enneagram, uh, Myers-Briggs, StrengthsFinder, like all different things like that. And I started seeing a lot of stuff that I was like, I am different. Like I connect different. I interact different. My emotions are different. Like I'm very like high off the chart in different aspects, like all different things like that. It was like, okay, like this is different. So I was like, I'm not really sure. I still haven't figured out what's wrong with me of why I'm different, why I don't connect with people. During these times, there was different books and interactions that I read that started opening my eyes up to like pieces, not narcissism at all, but different pieces of it. I read the book Daring Greatly by Brene Brown that actually goes into the aspect of shame and guilt. And I started to identify with that. I was like, I have that. Like, I definitely connect with that. I've read the book three times. so It wasn't until the third time I read the book, I even saw that there was narcissism in it, that it talks about narcissists. Just pretty much ignore that because I didn't have it, Right. Well, I also learned about emotional intelligence, trying to regulate and control different aspects of emotions, be able to actually work on those. It's something like brand new. And I got to the place where I had a slight moment of clarity, where I was asking different questions about some of the stuff that I was learning. And I turned one time and I asked my wife, I was like, I don't connect with people. You know, I don't have like the same emotions. I don't really care about people, like that kind of stuff. I was like, maybe I'm just a sociopath. And so we looked it up and started going through it. And we're like, No, it doesn't seem to match up. Then she's like, maybe you're a narcissist. And I looked that up and I was like, nah, that's not me. I knew it was because I could read it and I could see some of this stuff, but I didn't want to admit it. So I just, no, that wasn't me. Made sure that she knew that it wasn't me and then went out and made sure that everybody else in our circle knew that I wasn't a narcissist and would go back and tell her. So flying monkeys right away. Well, those things kept happening, and I got with a person who had BPD and narcissistic traits. And that girl actually ended up kind of like waking up some ideas of like, no, the stuff that I read about narcissism, I'm actually seeing a little bit now inside of me because I'm seeing it in another person. And when that started happening, I started to realize, wait a second, some of this might actually be true. I just don't want to admit it. Okay? Okay. And I ended up um, being with someone else over a period of time that they started actually helping with reparenting emotions. It's kind of like a weird transition, but it was an aspect of like being able to tap into those, being able to actually admit that I had emotions and all this kind of stuff. It was like very like interesting. Well, got to the place where I lost my job because of... um, uh, because of the affairs and things like that. Uh, but before I lost it, I actually got sent away to a sex intensive. You know, my boss, my wife, they were like, you need to go to a sex addiction intensive to see like, maybe this is the problem. So went to that and it was good and it was bad. Um, it was good because walked away from it knowing I don't have a sex addiction. And it was bad at that point. Cause I was like, I walked away knowing that I don't have a sex addiction. I'm a narcissist because that was all I was left with on the table being like, you know what? This is actually it. However, when I finally got to the place of saying, like, I am a narcissist, there is actually a slight aspect of relief because I was finally like, defining something that I'd struggled with all my life and not known why am I different? Like, why am I connecting, interacting, thinking, processing, emoting different than everybody else? Well, then I finally got into EMDR therapy. Did EMDR therapy for about six months and kind of worked through some emotional stuff and different things like that in my past to try to be able to clear some things so that I could start working on stuff in the present. Well, then I ended up going to regular regular therapy and started interacting with my therapist and started doing the work but not having changed behavior. And as a result, about three, four months after I started into regular therapy, that's when Kayla left after EMDR after about 3 months of therapy that's when she left and the reason why she left is because there was no change in me i was doing the work there was like bits and pieces that i was starting to pick up on but i wasn't changing my behavior I wasn't changing how i was interacting with her on a day-to-day basis so as a result she left and that's what i counsel everybody to do if you're with a narcissist that's not changing to leave because they don't value themselves to change they don't value someone else and you need to leave Well, she did. She left and she didn't come back for a good while. Whenever she did come back, she ended up coming back to get her stuff and ended up staying for a month. Not because I begged her, but because she was like, I'll give it a chance and see. And she noticed changed behavior when she came back, stayed a little bit longer. was like, I'll give it another month and we'll see how long this lasts. Give it another month. And she's still here. Another thing that actually was influential in and throughout Some of this stuff that was going on of building awareness was actually going through a group called Wake Up Warrior. And I did a Wake Up Warrior challenge. It was a 30-day challenge that went down into my soul and was like, hey, what are the lies that you're telling yourself? What are the lies that you're telling God? What are the lies you're telling others? And I didn't want to admit that I had any lies. But it started pulling stuff out of me that I didn't realize was there. and started pulling stuff out of me that I'm like, hey, if I actually want to be a man, I need to start telling the truth. And so when I started doing that with my wife and started doing that with my therapist and now started doing that with the entire world, I started realizing that once I identify what's actually going on, there's more of a possibility to be able to work on that, to be able to process it, to bring it to light and be able to start having that change behavior. Well, therapy has been a huge aspect of that. At the time of recording this, I've been in therapy almost two years every single week. i going all the time to try to work on myself, try to work on the behaviors, try to work on the mindset that I have. Been in therapy for about two years. My wife's been in therapy, I think about double that, about four years. Um, A little while ago, we started getting into couples therapy. So it's kind of unique how it works. I have a therapist, she has a therapist, and we both have a third therapist. And they all have NDAs and they can all talk to each other. So there's no way to like slip something up on anybody. They all can communicate. And since we started couples therapy, that's been something. Well, we've done couples therapy in the past. Those that's a whole nother story. But but we've done couples therapy in the past. Don't do it with a narcissist. Um, we've started doing it because I had changed behavior because she was get breaking free from the trauma bond and healing. And we're like, hey, we want to go ahead and try to make this work where we're actually trying like me, like I'm actually trying. And it's not just something I'm like saying, but I'm not putting in the work. If you want to hear a little bit more about that and about our story, I would invite you to jump onto our podcast, Trauma, Drama, and Life on um, Apple Podcasts. That's something that my wife and I sit down and record. Uh, podcasts come out every Monday. We've got a, a season that we're about ready to wrap up right now, but we've got a season now that actually talks about counseling with a narcissist, forgiving a narcissist, being with a narcissist, different things like that. So feel free to check that out. And hopefully this makes sense. Thank you all so much.